1: Let's go! What's up, everyone? Welcome to Town TV. My name is Jim, and I'm here with my co-host, Kyle. And today we are debuting our newest podcast covering MGM Plus's Beacon 23. This show is the latest TV adaptation of Hugh Howey's work, the first adaptation being Silo, which we had an absolute blast covering. Before we get any further, just a little Town TV housekeeping. If you're listening from our Silo or Beacon 23 feed, then we just want to remind you that we cover so many different shows and would love to have you as a listener for those as well. We recently covered the Boys Universe Gen V, Fall of the House of Usher, and Attack on Titan. And besides Beacon 23, we're also covering Jujutsu Kaisen right now with a murder at the end of the world by the creators of the OA coming this week. So basically, we cover a lot of TV, and we want you all to come for the ride. All you have to do is search Bingetown TV on any of your favorite podcast apps or check us out at BingetownTV.com. So anyway, Beacon 23, Kyle. This one... we did this because of silo pretty much to be honest yeah i really enjoyed silo you jumped on the silo feed with tyler tyler was my Mm co-host for most of silo one week i wasn't able to make it you jumped on tyler said he had a blast with you and honestly this is another one of those shows that just came out of nowhere hugh howie's work i'm not very familiar with because we love silo Mm -hmm. i was like i'm in let's do it let's try it out what'd you think of episode one
0: i thought episode one was was pretty good. I felt like, especially after having watched Silo, it felt like I don't want to say classic Hugh Howie, but I just I don't know if you know I have a much of a relationship with him to say classic Hugh Howie yet. But <laughs> I feel like you know we're getting introduced to things may not be as they appear. There's mysteries. Everyone, not everyone, but you know these two main characters that we have, Aster and Holland, they have secrets of their own that they're keeping from each other and that have kind of also things that they maybe have done in the past that are they're trying to hide from people they meet in now and it's just kind of a lot going on i like the setting a lot It almost feels it's like similar but not similar at all to silo where I like he's trapped on this lighthouse but like it's all the way in space which is like almost you could say the opposite of being buried underground so he likes isolation good- man yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's an interesting <laughs> thing to to think about, yeah. especially which what we end up learning more about Holland as you know we get into episode one, episode two. But I thought it was generally, I think there's enough there to keep me interested. It's just episode one was, you know, it's a little slow, but it's the first episode of a of a series, so we kind of just have to see where it goes from here. But I really enjoy the two performances of Holland and Aster with uh, Lena Headey, who I'm sure most of us are familiar with as Cersei Lannister the legend, and then uh, Stephen James, I believe, Stephen, Stephen James is Holland. Uh, So I think the two of them are really good in the show. So that I think will help push the show forward as we get into more episodes.
1: Yeah, I agree. I thought episode one was a pretty strong pilot. I thought that it was mysterious. I thought it made me want to hit the next episode button pretty quickly. I thought Lena Headey killed it like she always does. She's a very strong main character. Stephen, Stephen James are going to have to figure that out, but he did very well as well. I had his name as Halen. I don't know. Is it ha- how are we saying that, Halen or Haaland?
0: When you're saying Halen right now to me, that sounds more like the show.
1: Okay. Okay. Was yeah, it. I think it was Halen. So I okay, put it in works. my notes as H A Y L E N on purpose. So I think it's Halen. I trust so, you. I trust you. Um, but yeah, I, I like this pre- premise. Hugh Howie, he's on fire. Silo yeah, and Beacon Twenty Three, all in the same year. We talked to him on the podcast twice. Having two of your pieces of work silo started off as like a short story that blossomed into a whole story and then beacon Mm -hmm. 23 apparently was very similar short stories and then believe it was five short stories that he turned into one novel Um, i'm not 100 on that wow i'm purposely not trying to read anything yet and i told tyler on the silo feed i won't read any of the silo books until the show is over which is crazy because it could take a while but i don't want any spoilers i love making my theories, so i don't want to ruin anything so i'm going to do the same exact thing with beacon 23 but we talked to him on the podcast just having your work thrown onto the screen especially both in one year it's crazy and we did talk to him about Beacon 23 specifically i mean you have Rebecca Ferguson, Tim Robbins, Rashida Jones. I'm not going to name a million people, but then you have Lena Headey. Just like these people are amazing, amazing actors and actresses covering your characters that you created. So good for Hugh. Hopefully we get him back for this show and we'll talk to him. But again, I I thought it was a really strong pilot. It made me want to hit next episode. I'm glad we got two episodes to start Mm -hmm. I liked the the setting. I thought it was really cool, the the backdrops, when you see the actual quote-unquote lighthouse and all the yeah. visuals of that. I thought that was really cool. I think episode two pulled back a little bit uh, when it comes to some of the visuals and some of the story, mm. but we'll get in episode two in a second. But this is going to be more of a free-for-all because it's just a lot easier to do that. There's two characters in isolation yeah. for a lot of episode one. We meet some AI. We meet... Uh, <laughs> We'll get into them, but, um, you know, so there's not too much to like break down into buckets. Like we usually do.
0: I'm curious, what would you, so I was initially thinking that Holland was going to be not necessarily like a good guy, but I guess maybe I was just being dumb, but it completely threw me off when they were like, Oh, he's not the actual beacon keeper. And I was just like, Whoa, wait a second. Like, it seemed like I, I noticed all of like the, the stickers on everything. But I was just like, okay, that's just like a whatever type of thing. So this is yeah. just what I meant when I said at the top of like, it just felt like there were so many mysteries being thrown at us in the first episode, which did remind me of Silo in that right. way. Because I was like, okay, now what's up with this guy? And then obviously we get into episode two and we learned a lot about him in episode two. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh my God, okay, this is completely not what I was expecting at all. So for that to happen in just two episodes, I feel like is,
1: is a fun thing for us. And apparently Hugh did tweet that this is like, an adaptation that isn't really close to the book. Okay, So well. I feel like you could read the book and you might not still understand what's going on, but I did ruin something for me and I'm glad it was just a quick reveal and a quick, Hey, here's the answer because I went on, on IMDb when I was taking my notes and I was like, okay, Lena Headey, Aster, Stephen James, Halen. So when he says, Hey, I'm Solomon, I was like, Whoa, did I miss something here? Oh uh, like, you know? yeah. There you so, go. I, you know, and I write right away on my notes like this guy's sketchy. He's acting sketchy when Lena shows yeah. up. So, I'm glad we got the reveal quick so it wasn't something crazy that I spoiled for myself because fans of Binge Town TV, if you've been listening to our podcast, Kathleen spoiled Bly Manor for herself. There's been a couple yeah. things we know don't touch IMDb anymore while you're watching the show and I thought I would be safe looking at the two main characters, but yeah. apparently I wasn't.
0: They get you with the episode counts too. I feel like that's such like an unintentional spoiler that's possible there. But that's funny too that you say that you were thinking he was sketchy. I feel like obviously that's probably the correct reading given what's going on. But I was like, ah, oh, Lena Headey, like Cersei, like she's she's a little sketchy, like what's well, going apparently on. Apparently she
1: is. Apparently yeah, she yeah. is and sketchy. We obviously, learn later she is sketchy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that there's a lot of cool things, a lot of world building that they threw in throughout the first episode with the patches, the the Mm -hmm. the um I guess it's episode two with the pharma, uh, however you want. What do they say? They print the pharma. You say something about derma, right? Yeah, it was a derma patch, and then there was like the pharma printout that he could take, and that was for his PTSD. Um, Okay. Yeah. 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 They're saying two hundred years ago we were able to beam things at the speed of light and now we're back to using boxes and that's like the joke because that's what she's doing but yeah i i thought that it was cool where it started off hot you're like what's going on the door opens the smoke clears or is is about to clear and you see these two headlights and you're like are these eyes or is this gonna be an alien is it gonna be a monster Is it gonna be a person and then robot yeah me too and then it's cool because I was taken aback. I took it like those were just two people on the ship, on the beacon, two homies, our, our homie Aster and our homie Halen, and they're being, you know, they're being um taken over by pirates or whatever it's going to be, space pirates, something. And I liked how it got you because then you're going to move on to the next part. You're going to start from the beginning and you're going to find out that they're actually not homies and he's in. He's in jail, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> He's in a containment.
0: Yeah, I just think it's maybe like a cliche way to do things of like a like oh, I guess you're wondering how I got here type of deal. But right. I, I, I honestly liked. I think arguably my favorite part is just like the montage of him, like when we go back into the quote unquote past, and just the montage of him like working through all the solutions to the problem of the lighthouse malfunctioning. I do wonder if the lighthouse malfunctioning will become a. Maybe not a necessary plot point, but more of like a a focal point, because it felt like that's a pretty important thing. Right. And it kind of, obviously, we put it to the wayside a little bit to get more into like the individual character dynamics. But I just like the montage of him like rolling through the lighthouse because I, I really enjoy the setting of everything. But I just, the more I've watched like the two episodes, I'm potentially worried that like the world itself with like you know like the ship like that was cool watching the ship come through and like the dark matter stuff i'm worried that like that stuff will end up being more interesting Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. like the plot itself and like the characters although aster and holland Halen Halen holland whatever i'll get there eventually like i said they're strong but it seems like maybe the side characters i'm not so sold on at this point
1: i think that Episode one was pretty strong as a pilot, and I really do think that episode two went down a little bit in quality mm-hmm. just because, to your point, we have new characters that are introduced. Now, the AI are interesting. I like Harmony, I yeah. like the little bastard, you know, little yeah, bugger. I, she like calls the, him.
0: I, I like the idea of that. Like, yeah. he's like anti-Halen, which is right. just funny. I feel like usually they're just like little sidekicks that are like pro team, so it's nice that he's anti.
1: Yeah, and, you know, he's getting yelled at the entire time by both Harmony and Aster saying, yo, you're AI, you're not supposed to basically give me anything that's not me telling you what to do. Like, you yeah. tell me, I like. I actually wrote down what they said during episode two, Harmony Harmony says it, she says... Oh, yeah, those handwritten notes. She says, she sa- oh, yeah, handwritten notes, baby. She says, <laughs> we use the info to support and advise, that is it. Mm-hmm. There's no extra opinions or anything like that, you know? so Which is funny, because it feels like Bart is the opposite of that. He feels right. like he's chock full of
0: opinions
1: and extra oh, shit yeah. versus like actually doing things. And that's why it was funny when Lena, and I'm going to try to make sure I don't do this too often. I'll have to call her Aster, but when Aster meets Bart and she's meeting Halen and Bart's talking to her and she's like, I don't understand. Beep boop, beep boop, you know? And yeah. you could tell this guy wants to talk. Bart wants to be talking and he is pissed yeah. that he's shut up, that, that that Halen shut him up. Um, but yeah, I, I think that those two, they're going to be interesting. I'm I'm down with knowing more about Harmony and Bart and the AI, but introducing mm-hmm. us to more characters, these um, Wreckers, I believe they're called, they came in. I think the story that we can get into about why they're there and why Aster's there, that is interesting, but we get mm-hmm. introduced to them all. They all pretty much die, except for the son who goes off and... I don't know if we're even gonna see him again. I would hope so, yeah, just because of the that way it feels went. like.
0: Yeah, like an interesting little plot point that they could have planted right there. Also of the concept of Lena He Astra says it in episode one, I believe towards the end when her and, and Halen are kind of having this one on one where she's actually lying to him, we learn afterwards. But she talks about, right. you know, spending most of her life in stasis and you all those years you basically lose or like you don't get to talk to your sister or your family or have relationships and things like that and i just am curious if maybe chick is the name of the boy who goes away like it would be Mm -hmm. interesting if he came back and like he's older but like in the show time a lot of time hasn't passed or changed really but like you know with the mechanics of space time which i am not intelligent enough to create a full theory on at the moment but that would be kind of cool i feel like that would be fun If we have, because again, I feel like we're there's the possibility that since we're on this remote lighthouse, like we just get characters that come in like this for one episode and then we don't really have to care about them. Mm -hmm. So I think getting us more characters that we care about is fun and at least something that I want. So,
1: yeah, I'm definitely wondering if we're going to leave this lighthouse or if this story Mm -hmm. is going to be on the beacon the entire time. Obviously. One of the major underlying mysteries is what's up with the Rocks, what actually happened with Solomon and Halen, and why was Halen pretending to be Solomon? There's a lot of questions, and I I have some things I want to throw at you, especially we're going to be mixing for everyone listening. I I feel like we're just going to be talking episodes one and two kind of intermingled. You know, we find out that Halen has taken over the lighthouse. At least that's what we believe. Solomon is killed. That's what we find out by Bart. Bart lets us know that. Whether that's true mm-hmm. or not, as far as we know, that's correct. Solomon is no longer with us. He was caught on tape by um, Aster. Bart pretty much showed this to her on purpose, okay? Now, Halen, when when Aster shows up, he doesn't know she's coming. And he's mm-hmm. saying, "What's?" And she says, I'm here because of your notes. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, of course, of course, of course. I know what you're talking about. And yeah. you f- you find out that Bart set it all up. And then if you pause it when he's talking to Bart and he's pissed and he's saying, yo, if I have to kill her, this is your fault. You can see that there is an email or a letter or however you want to say it, a transmission <laughs> saying there's an expedition coming to your beacon. Be ready.
0: So okay, well.
1: I'm confused as to what, how. Aster's lie is working with this whole scenario because she is technically saying, unless she took over, okay, that, well, let, let's just talk it out. So she's saying that she is, so let's get these acronyms right here because I know there's QTA, but that's the second part. Um, yeah, what's the, ISA what's, seems to be ISA, like the okay. like
0: official government entity right. in the interstellar, interstellar space.
1: Okay, right. So she's saying originally, I'm with ISA. I found out that I have to come here and the check jacket. these rocks. What'd you say? She has the jacket, the official she's jacket. She's all official. She's she's official. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Um, And, you know, she says, I'm checking these rocks. And she even later is actually checking the rocks and trying to figure out mm-hmm. what's going on with them. And then in episode two, we find out whether this is true or not. She tells the Wreckers from QTA that she's from QTA. Mm-hmm. And then Halen's like, yo, you just lied to me. Now, we know the deal. She's been lying this entire two episodes she lied about being in isolation she lied and and um harmony called her out and she was saying make sure you remember the number of the sector yeah, you are in keep and then, consistent yes and then halen actually tries to get her on that when he says 81 and she says 91 and so she could be lying 15 different ways and we still don't know yeah. unreliable narrator's unreliable narrator city here you know i guess the scenario could technically be that Her ship, the expedition, was on the way. Bart was setting it up so that Halen would get caught. Aster, as QTA, took over somehow and was taking over the mission and was acting as ISA. And then she gets on the ship. It gets taken over by the QTA wreckers. She finds out that they're QTA as well. And then they're like, what the hell's going on? It's a major... Yeah,
0: that's an interesting part of it is that she seems like she was deliberately, I guess, let's assume... That she was sent there by QTA if that's true and then also the wreckers were like we've been hanging out like in the area I think they say for like seven months or something like that and it's kind of interesting to think of why would QTA I like how they call them the company too in like an ominous mm-hmm, way yeah. before we learn what they're actually talking about but like why would they
1: send them both there and with different objectives because they specifically say we were only told to take the wreckage. Don't go mm. on the beacon. And then when yeah. they go on the beacon, I believe it's the kid, he's like, yo, we're not supposed to do this. And the mom as well, the, the, who we find mm. out is the minister. Yeah. So it's just all convoluted here that we're just going to have to figure it out. But it does seem like for now, in my head canon, she is going to be QTA, Aster. I think yeah, that I don't, should she be She doesn't right. seem
0: very like government official. Yeah. Ask. She doesn't seem... Like that would actually be her jam. Right. Is my take yeah. on it.
1: We'll have to figure out what the deal is with these personal AIs. Like is it yeah. a regular thing? Does everyone have they one? they
0: say, yeah, they, they have a line, the like hacker guy who, side tangent, wild that like physical connection thing yeah. that he had yep. I didn't I, I when he first started pulling it out I was like oh that's like mysteriously skin colored but like what do I know like it's just yeah. sci-fi like it's just like a wire that he had in a bag or whatever and then when they actually unplug it from him, I was like Jesus Christ okay that's yep
1: yep <laughs> that's a little
0: fucked up <laughs> I was but, like um, is this
1: guy an alien that is just like he's a part of this where it's just coming yeah. through and and then you and find out later
0: aliens too yeah the big head, big mouth, big head, not big mouth. Big face. Big face that woman was like speaking in an alien language too, so that was mm-hmm. like another like again another like environmental mystery that we have of there's this aspect of the world that we're kind of showed but not told anything about yet. So, right. That'll be interesting. And then um but he says like, "Oh, that's like a personal AI." Right. And obviously there's a difference between Harmony and Bart. Harmony Materializes herself. Often they can see her on cameras, which is interesting. Because I, I thought initially it was just going to be only that Aster could see her. You know, right. maybe you had like an implant in your like brain a, or something. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, lenses, like contact lenses. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But the fact that she can be seen by anyone and like interact with the world is is very interesting. I'm curious to find like what like the limitations of her are.
1: Yeah, I mean they use it very interestingly as well because in the second episode she turns into Aster. To confuse the wreckers, and that seems pretty op. So we'll, we'll have yeah. to see. Like, I mean, maybe because they're on a beacon, and the beacon is entirely technological. I don't know if maybe again we don't know anything about the universe, anything about like living situations when they're just in a regular house. If she can just be anywhere at any time, does she have to be mm-hmm. indoors with the technology? But yeah, I mean, the fact that she's able to pop up, disappear. I mean, I really, really like the actress. The way she played Harmony because she looked at all times paranoid. You could tell that she's playing it in a way where she's like doing, especially in episode two, like she's doing a million things at once. And like you could see her eyes moving and nothing's there for us, but you can see she's in the quote unquote like AI or whatever she's doing. She's trying to yeah. talk to Bart. She's trying to get Bart back. She's trying to make sure that Aster's okay. She's trying to watch the record. She, you know, all this stuff at once. I thought the actors killed it with that. Um, showing all that at once, all the paranoia, all the... I just thought it was great.
0: Yeah. And speaking of the the thing with Bart, that is just such an interesting, I guess, potential. Because like you brought up earlier, he has, I guess we're going with he, Bartholomew, yeah. has like the video evidence of what had happened to Solomon, it seems. But clearly, we know that he's quite a biased right. participant in all of this. So because it feels like it should be clear cut objectively if he has access to all of the cameras on the entire beacon which theoretically yeah. cover all of the inches of the beacon then it should not be a question of what happened maybe right. beyond like us. why it happened but even if there was an argument we should be able to hear the words so because they go i think they even say like his timeline or his like short term memory is being like impacted so that maybe even right there could corrupt the files quote unquote the videos, quote unquote, right. of what happened in the past, which then I guess could maybe take away that objective look at what happened with Halen and Solomon, which again will just throw another wrinkle into whatever that mystery is. I feel like it's not as cut and dry as Halen just like maliciously oh, killed no. him. Definitely, not. there's just I'm no way. That's just too simple.
1: Yeah, I was taking it almost like the end of episode two's reveal was going to be that Bart was like compromised in a way where he was. Compromised by someone outside of himself to say that Halen killed Solomon or he was, you know, iRobot, like thinking for himself and yeah. was like the bad guy. Um, Just something because we know that Halen has the line where Bart says you killed Solomon. He's like, that's not even half of what happened. I mean, it's yeah. too obvious. Just like you said, there's no way Halen just straight up killed and he even says I didn't kill him. So mm-hmm. we see these flashbacks when he goes near the rocks and it looks like there's a woman in it. Right. Am I, am I, mm-hmm. was I seeing things no, like that? Yeah, right. And like, there's other, there's other people that were either outside of the beacon or on the beacon with him. whether that's partially part of the war and his PTSD and also partially part of his memories of what happened with Solomon. We don't know, but it just seems like there's more to the story that we're going to have to find out. I was very intrigued by this scene where he was actually looking at the lighthouse picture that was a Mm, real lighthouse from our time. My parents
0: have that picture in their house.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. So he's leaning against something that says, do not lean, gravity, (laughs) whatever, and then it's messing with him. Was that supposed to be symbolism of his PTSD, or was it that he's actually leaning on something that's screwing with him
0: i thought it was like yeah like a way to self-medicate almost right you know, like pretty much like doing drugs right where he's laying that ne- it seemed like it was the gravitational waves i think i i yeah. caught off the sign so i'm sure that would mess with you in some type of weird way so that's that's the way i took it was him like kind of doing like a self-medicate thing
1: right that's what i was taking it to and you know, he's, he's going to Mars, you know, he's, he's seeing the yeah. layout start to move. He's seeing the ocean move. And <laughs> it's just crazy how this whole scenario goes about. I was cracking up cause I wrote in my notes, I was like, this guy lies like a mother to Aster, yeah. says that he's Solomon, chokes her ass out, puts her in a room and then just like goes to bed peacefully and then yeah. wakes up and she's not there. And he's like, Whoa, what's going on here? Like, I would be like, I mean, I guess it's like, to it, to the point of the fact that it's showing us that he's a, he's a, he's an, um he's a soldier. He's a soldier. Mm-hmm. So like these things happen and you have to move on with your life. Like, I guess he's like a trained soldier in that way where you can have that mentality where it's like, okay, I did what I had to do, put her in the room, go to bed, wake up. But I mean, of course, like that whole scenario, I'd be like, holy shit, what's going on? Like going crazy. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And it was interesting. They have the, the marks on the floor. Which was yeah, clearly so was the radius before. of the right. leg trap, whatever you want to call it. That's probably not the right way to say it, but a you could say like he knows that that's a thing to lock her up there. So maybe I mean maybe he was the one that was locked up right there when Solomon was there. I mean that feels possible because it's also where was how did he get his start on the beacon? Like if he's a deserter, he must have taken a ship in some way to get to the beacon. If Solomon is like a good ISA man, you know, maybe he locks him up. I I don't know. Obviously, we'll learn more, but that was obviously purposeful that they showed us the existing scratch marks at the, you know, the extent of the radius of that chain. So that's kind of where I'm leaning at the moment,
1: but for an extended period of time because you know that those marks aren't going to show up just by like Aster being there for two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, th- yeah. th- this was showing that the person was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth the entire radius of, of the allowable mm-hmm. pull. So yeah, I mean, it could go either way where it's maybe Solomon was the prisoner or maybe Halen was the prisoner. There's yep. really a couple ways it can go. And it, it almost has to do with the fact like which, what do you believe is going on with the rocks? Like, do you think the rocks are going to be some kind of supernatural thing that affect you in a what, c- certain way if you're near them for too long? Like, you know, maybe yeah, that's interesting. Solomon harvested all these rocks. He's been doing it for a long period of time. Obviously we know Aster was watching the security footage and she's like, Oh, he was a bad beacon keeper. He was leaving. He was a bad boy. And he's bringing all these rocks in. And then, you know, you have them for however long and it starts making him go crazy and then him going crazy and paranoid or whatever it is makes him go against Halen for whatever reason why Halen was there. Maybe yeah. he killed the other people that were on, on the beacon and had Halen locked up or whatever it is. Uh, there's also... It just seems like they have to be something supernatural. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they're going to be worth a gajillion dollars, but... Yeah, there's going to be them, some,
0: yeah, some downside to it for sure. And clearly... I guess there's two ways to look at him storing them like so far away from everything else. One, obviously, they're valuable, so you want to hide them. But maybe, yeah, the the actual part of that is that they're legitimately dangerous.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's cracking me up because Aster doesn't even like question the fact that it's like, "Do not touch this button." The huge sticker yeah. that says "Do not touch." And then when they get to the hallway, it is barricaded like crazy. Mm-hmm. The door hat is locked air sealed by the do not touch it just seems like like you said it's either super valuable and you're trying to hide them or super dangerous or both
0: yeah and i mean that's the area that triggered really triggered halen's ptsd it Mm -hmm. looked like so i'm curious of like maybe him in the military there was some like mining mission i just we got like such small spurts of those flashbacks I'm just, it feels like there's, I mean, not feels like there has to be, obviously, a deeper connection between Halen, Solomon, and the Rocks. Right. Feels like the Rocks might also play a central role in whatever happened between Halen and Solomon. Yeah. Beyond just like a, hey, bro, I showed up, let me live in your,
1: (laughs) yeah, let me live in your (laughs) lighthouse
0: and take your Rocks type of thing. So I'm interested to find out that for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was cool that we get some more world building here. The PTSD situation or PTSD in general has been eliminated mm-hmm. from, if you want to say humanity. I don't know if there's aliens or alien life or whatever, but yeah. um, 73 years ago from the time that they're in the beacon, they utilize the medication, the printout medication, and it helps with PTSD. So mm-hmm. Aster thinks that he's having PTSD. She gives him the, me- the medicine and it works at first, but then... The closer he gets to the rocks, he still has these visions. He starts going crazy pretty much. So
0: it just it seems like what they're not explicitly telling us, but also telling us is that Halen was on a mission, something went horribly wrong, and then that's what led him to go to the beacon. And he it seems like it's standard operating procedure to like go on your mission and then like on your debrief after a mission is like you get these drugs. That you right. don't have the PTSD, and he could obviously skip that step by going to the beacon, right but if, but we know the beacon can create the medicine, which is interesting, and Solomon seems like he would be a smart enough guy to know that type of deal, so that's like another thing I'm interested in as well, that aspect of their relationship. I mean, maybe yeah, Solomon like had him caged up and like wasn't giving him the medicine and things like that mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know if that will be a thing, but it feels like it's not out of the realm of possibility at this point.
1: Or if we're going to say that Bart, the little bastard, is the oh, villain, yeah. it seems like only the AI can print. Well, I guess that's mm. not true. Like Aster herself hasn't been able to print. She always tells Harmony to do it. That could just be like, hey, do what, do what I say. Yeah. Or it's, yeah. hey, we need you to do it. And if it was one of those things where Bart would have to print it, maybe he didn't want to or something so that's fair. we're both yeah. i mean maybe he's on some side. maybe they're both evil i mean there's there's plenty of things to go about and we don't have to go into too many theories just because there's so many possibilities at this yeah. point point. Yeah, and i love doing theories in the beginning of a season when you know you're gonna be totally wrong yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. we tried it with silo and it was hilarious how off we got so <laughs> we don't need to get crazy into theories just because it's almost like a waste of breath mm-hmm. but um yeah, I, I thought this was a really strong first episode. It, it, there was a lot of mystery, a lot of things that made me want to write down theories. And I was mm-hmm. wasting my time writing down theories yeah. so that we can discuss it. And I had to hit that next episode button. And we get into the next episode, and there's even more world building with this episode. But like I said, I do think the quality went down a little bit. It's just, it is worrying. And it's hard to say that it's worrying because it's only two episodes. But I just don't know really where this show is going to go, where they want this yep. show to go. Are we staying on the beacon? Are we leaving? Is that kid going to mean anything? Is, you know, because you were bringing up the point that the beacon malfunctioning has to be a thing. And I agree with mm-hmm. you 100%. It has to be a thing because he was trying to override it. It's saying, come in, you know, the people, the, the people that were on Astor's ship were saying, oh, it's great to see me. We'll have a beer when when, when we come in and all that kind of stuff. And it just seems like that has to be a thing. Unless what the thing is, is that the QTA was taking over the beacon so that their mission could have happened. Mm, Which, again, that almost just is the answer. If that's the answer, then we don't really know what else there is. So it's just one of those things where I'm worrying what the next steps are going to be. Episode three might come out and I might find what the answer is. And then I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, too, when you talk about the fact that the original source material is five short stories. And like you've said, it feels like, or rather, Hugh said that it's quite different from the source material. But I don't know. I mean, there's is there eight episodes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Eight episodes? Yeah, I guess it doesn't... That's not a clean, like, two episodes per short story type of thing. But you're right. It feels like we've... Maybe not cleaned up a lot of plot holes, So like at the end of episode two, like we're really not anywhere different yeah. than we were at the end of episode one type of deal, although we've just spent time, right. which we obviously were on a little bit of a, a time crunch in terms of the ISA coming, but also is the ISA actually coming?
1: Yeah. I mean, is it now QTA <laughs> that's know. coming yeah. to pick up Aster? And that was the lie. Because Mm -hmm. it almost felt like to me that it was like a villain of the week kind of thing, which you can't do in an eight episode series. Like, I mean, we always you make the joke with like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or The Flash or something. When you have a certain amount of episodes, it's a network CW or NBC or whatever it is. You get 20 episodes and do bad guy of the week or villain of the week and you just move on, move on, move on eight episodes we don't have that like it just felt a little weird that we get these characters we get yeah. an episode to get introduced to them and now they're gone i mean i know that chick he could show back up that's fine it just was a little it just threw me off a little bit
0: yeah like i don't have any feelings towards battle the character yeah anymore like it's just he's dead now and it just okay he was a deserter as well had a long list of crimes it seemed maybe there's a little bit of a of a parallel being made between him and Halen, where Halen is, you know, a deserter, but doesn't have this, like, long list of detailed crimes. So, like, right. it's not like it's a pattern with him. It might have just been an isolated incident. I could see that. I liked the Dr. Kennedy, Ken- Kennedy, Kennedy?
1: Kennedy, character. Yep.
0: Yeah, I liked when we got introduced to this other planet, this colony, and, and you know, their beacon was messed up. So, maybe there is something, yes. like, a grand, nefarious... Conspiracy thing happening. I think mean, they said on the the news feed. I guess it's a news feed of like this. You know, highlights the dangers of of colonizing planets in the far reaches of of the galaxy that you know require resupply. I just I thought her story was interesting. Of like, I wanted to learn more about like what had happened to her planet and like the decisions that she made. I feel like they beat around they they beat they beated, they boat around the bush. <laughs> Um, about like what actually went on and things like that. Yeah. So I was a bit disappointed when she died. I thought Um, like, it's like, it's supposed to be like an emotional moment where like, you know, son kills mother and he's like, I spilled red and walks off. But I just was kind of like, yeah.
1: No, I didn't feel anything for that, to be honest. I think that maybe the purpose of that entire episode when it comes to those wreckers, and I say wreckers in quotes because, you know, Kennedy, she was just doing it because she had to, Mm -hmm. but Um, the purpose is probably the world building that you just brought up when it comes to minister Kinetti's, I guess is it her planet? However you want to say it colony, Yeah, her colony, because like you said, the beacon malfunctioning for her colony is well, huge. That's a big deal. That's gotta be a big deal. They didn't have supplies for a year. No colonize. They don't want you to, or they're saying there's issues with colonizing the outer rings and, Mm -hmm. You need regular supply runs on these colonies or you won't be able to live. That there's something to that information, which then brings me to the question, is this going to leave the beacon? Like it, you know, are they leaving yeah. the beacon here? But yeah, that's that's the thing. Is it gonna be a huge overarching theme and story of multiple beacons? We know Hugh has, you know, yeah. oh, I'm not gonna say anything actually on this. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no but we know, know we saying. know that like Beacon 23. Is a numbered beacon? There's multiple beacons. Mm-hmm. We know that there's a lot. Are we going to be jumping from beacon to beacon with story to story? I mean, I can't imagine we leave Lena Headey's character Aster and and move to a new beacon with new characters. I mean, that would kind of be yeah. interesting if I wasn't sad I'd be leaving my girl. But
0: yeah, that would be pretty um, crazy, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty crazy just having like many stories based on each beacon. But I just don't know what. Yeah. What else? Well, the flip there's side of to do that is like, can, can you rocks. imagine?
0: Yeah, ex- that, exactly. Like, could you imagine? six more episodes of us in this beacon.
1: Yeah, find out what happened to Solomon, find out what's going on with the rocks, and then what? I mean, that should should hopefully be almost like next episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see the Solomon thing being pushed, but like my thing is that at the end of episode two, Aster and Halen pretty much are homies. They've agreed. And that's also, you could
0: say, is the point of the episode as well.
1: Yeah, and I would say that they're sitting next to each other and he says, I can't be alone anymore. And I wasn't, I was wondering if there was a little tension there. I didn't know uh-huh, if there's anything yeah. going to happen, but uh-huh. um, yeah, I know. But I would have turned to him right away and be like, dude, just tell me what's going on here. You kill someone? Yeah. <laughs> like what's the deal? Like, you know, maybe the, yeah, maybe that's how the next episode starts. I but like,
0: like I had said at the top, that is this kind of conversation is, is one of the, like the worries that I had of they're introducing this idea of like the interstellar space administration or whatever isa stands for yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and we have you know like news feeds on other colonies and planets and we have like you know known geopolitical issues and i'm just nervous that like eight episodes i'm gonna feel unfulfilled by like only getting a taste of the outer world right like what's possible out there in the universe and only being contained in like one location And it just having to be Aster and and Halen carrying the entire show. And not necessarily that it can't work out. I just think the odds that I enjoy it are probably lower than us getting out to be able to explore other things.
1: I mean, for all we know, again, Silo has a lot more to the story. Written. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones style. You know, like it has more to talk about in the show. It seems that Beacon 23 might not... But they might be giving us the taste in a way where it's like, okay, if it does good ratings, maybe we expand this universe with Hugh Howie's blessing, and then get into the other stuff if season one does well. I don't know. Again, I have no idea that, and that's part yeah. of the problem. I have no idea where they're going with this. I don't know what yeah. they want to do, and that's not. I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying that's necessarily a bad thing. Oh yeah, but it's just I can't I can't figure it out. I don't know if this is this is going to be the rocks or if it's going to be everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you know, why we'll keep so. watching. Yeah, that's why we'll keep watching and potting on it. But a couple <laughs> things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, what is the gun? First of all, the brass uh, knuckles agreed. gun is sweet. That is yeah. sweet. There's a couple things. Okay, number one is the gun. What the heck is that? It seems like, okay, it'll kill the minister because she's, I guess, a normal person. Yeah. Here's the second question I want to ask. It doesn't kill because he's apparently a human weapon here so Mm -hmm. what okay okay yeah he at first when he plugs himself in i'm like okay is he like going to be a robot or something but he's not he's got implants that make him a human weapon and he doesn't he says he doesn't remember how many he has he doesn't know how many he has i guess because he's a soldier they get implanted in him he doesn't really know the deal we also find out he's a pilot so he's a pilot soldier human weapon here (laughs) But when he plugs himself in, what did he do? Was it just like making him more energized, like in general? Like, I'm faster, I'm stronger. Like, he didn't use any weapons. He didn't, like, he fought the girl and pretty much he kills her, but he loses too. I mean, he's out. Hmm. He's down for the count. I actually, for a while, was thinking, like, the whole build up to, all right, I'm 98% there. One more minute, baby. One more minute. And then he's like, all right, let's go. He starts fighting and I'm thinking he's gonna just destroy everybody. Yeah. There's a fight scene. Yeah. I mean, there's a fight scene and I don't know if it's because that kind of stuff isn't revolutionary anymore. Like you've seen like Inception and things where they've already done that a million years ago where where you're fighting and things are moving on you. It didn't impress me that much. But no his fight with her, the choreography, like I didn't enjoy that really that much at all. Um, no it felt weird too with like battle up
0: there like shooting the blast down while he was just holding on to the railing or the ladder and it like wasn't working at all and I was like what is going on
1: I don't know if they were trying to show us he's super fast or the blast goes right through him but when he leaves at one point he's in the hallway and the shot goes right at him and it looks like it just goes right through him Mm -hmm. so I don't really know what this human weapon thing is Um, I I was disappointed that he was down for the count. I actually was sitting there going, where the hell is Halen? Yeah. Like, when everything's going down because I didn't even realize he was supposed to be like out. He was like knocked out and he had to wake up and go like, oh, this hurts, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know. That was a little confusing to me. Yeah,
0: that was the the fighting, I think, was probably the most disappointing part of the episodes to me. I agree. I just I just think it was kind of just like there. And, like, almost, like, we had to get through it for, like, the conclusions of them versus, like, actually enjoying the fights themselves. That's the way I felt about it or feel about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that it just seems like all this stuff they're giving us, it makes you have to think we're going to get more outside the beacon. Mm -hmm. Unless you're actually just going to say, hey, man, I'm a soldier. I have PTSD. I got some (laughs) weapon implants. I got a lot of visuals that... I need to tell you about what the deal is. And then we're going to do all this in the beacon and we'll talk about it all, but we're not going to leave.
0: Yeah, that feels more of like a movie than like an eight episode TV show. Yeah. So, at least in my opinion.
1: No, I agree. But that's, that's like, I know we kind of went around and kind of sped through episode two, but episode two was more of that kind of just like, hey, here's the action. Now it's beginning to A, A to B, or Mm -hmm. beginning to end A to B. Like you said, They were stuck, the wreckers were on the ship waiting for seven months. Aster made it seem like, well, she was asleep, but it made it seem like she wasn't on the trip that long because I forget, I didn't write the notes down for what she says timeline wise, but it made it seem like it wasn't that long ago when she says, Didn't you get our message? We got your notes from however long ago we told you we were coming. So
0: that's the, I just know that there's probably some like space time. Right, quantum physics that like I'm just not grasping about like how long things take, how much you age for things, et cetera. Et cetera. So, I, I hope they get more into that because that's very interesting, and I feel like the science itself is established in real life that they don't need to make anything up. But mm-hmm. I, I would enjoy more discussions on that just because I, I know it should be a thing. I just have no idea.
1: And what do you think about the whole Bart being compromised and? harm trying to bring him back. Do you think that's just going to be our way of figuring out the truth next episode where she can break through what the deal is?
0: I think so just because, like I said, it, it feels too convenient that Bart should just have objectively all of the footage and things like that. So him yeah. having some type of obstacle or rather maybe us having some type of obstacle to access that that knowledge feels more like yeah this is part of the story versus like mm-hmm. us having to be like kind of viewing it almost immersion breaking of like okay well like we know this guy has the answers why doesn't people just talk to this guy that we know has the answers right so that's what I'm hoping is happening seems to be the most likely scenario in my eyes but I'm uh, I'm hesitant to try to confirm or be like yeah this is what's happening
1: <laughs> given I have really no idea what's going on I understand that you know It's easy for me to say, "Hey, do this or do that," but you Mm -hmm. know, you were you were Aster who just got choked out. You find out you're you're captive, then you you somehow get out, and now you you imprison Halen in the airlock, and you got a lot of shit going on, a lot of shit's going on. But I would immediately go to Bart and be like, "You just started to show me the psalm and stuff, and Halen interrupted us. Show me the rest. Show me the rest. I need to know what the hell's going on. I I don't understand why it didn't happen."
0: Like a therapist instead of an investigator. Which was an interesting little turn for sure. But it feels like now they're closer together. Mm -hmm. So maybe instead of having to look up the footage, like we'll get his side of it. And then maybe we can compare it to the footage. I don't know. I think it'll be more interesting. Excuse me. But I feel like if we get his side of it first, and then like that will like consciously, subconsciously obviously shift our perspective on it. And then we get like maybe quote unquote the truth. And then like we'll Mm -hmm. have to have a reaction to that. I feel like that would be an interesting order of events. Whose past are you more interested in, hers or his?
1: Hmm. I guess technically his because he has more, it seems he has more to do with the story just because we're trying to figure out what the rocks are, what happened with Mm. Salmon, pretty much everything you just said. But also hers is so interesting because it just seems like they're playing her off as such a good liar, such Mm. a, a majorly unreliable narrator where she's been saying things and you don't know what's true and what's not. We don't know if ISA is coming. We don't know if QTA is coming. We don't know if anybody's coming. And it's crazy because you're talking to harm and, or you're seeing harm and she's saying they're coming. So does that mean something's coming? You know, I, it's just very interesting with the unreliable narrator side of things. And she seems like somebody that's good, but QTA apparently is not good. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm very interested in in both of their backgrounds. I think that they have to make it that, in my opinion, I think they have to make Bart screwed up for longer, because yeah. if he becomes not screwed up, then just give us the answers. Like I think that your way of storytelling is the way it'll go and it should go, where he and and Aster, Halen and Aster become closer and she starts to trust him, and then he tells a side of the story, and then eventually he can be backed by Bart when Bart comes back, but it can only go that way if Bart's not able to show them, because why wouldn't he just be like, Bart, freaking show or what happened. I didn't
0: watch any like previews for episode three. I didn't either, yeah. But maybe that's going to be the crux of the episode. I hope that's the crux of the episode. It yeah. feels like, like you've said a few times before, that feels like the next logical step we have to have this conversation. You know, we've had our kind of life-threatening event where we get to emotionally bond together. Now it's like, all right, let's put the cards on the table.
1: Yeah, there's a scenario that I can see where she finds out the truth. Maybe this whole season isn't even about finding out the truth throughout the entire season. Maybe we find out the season, or find out the season, find out the truth pretty quickly in the in episodes maybe three or four. And the truth is what I was saying where these rocks are dangerous as hell. And then the decision is that nobody should have them, and then they have to go against the QTA or the ISA, and then it kind of broadens the story a little bit. And instead of mm-hmm. it being stuck on the beacon, we get the, the answers to what the the, uh, the rocks are, and then the story broadens to more them protecting
0: yeah the world yeah or it would be the interesting world, I guess the
1: galaxy from the rocks
0: yeah if they're like a, a way. To help the issue of like the colonies out in the far reaches that need to be resupplied. like maybe it's faster travel or like that's true. I, yeah, I know, but something like that, like it it I'm just cl- making this all up right now. But, like, you know, the nefarious conspiracy that like someone's messing with the beacons and they have, like, almost this goal of culling maybe the outer planets, these rocks in some way are a resource that could help not make that a plan that has to happen. You know, like now these resources increase our, you know, carrying capacity for lack of a better term. We can better supply these kind of areas. I'm hoping that there is some like more like political intrigue Type of stuff going on. It seems like we're getting there on a personal level. Obviously, we know that there's a lot of politicking going on in all of their conversations, but I'm interested in like a larger level of conspiracy. Well, we get I it, we can say. I'm, I'm not going to marry myself to it just because if the show doesn't go that way, just because it doesn't meet my expectation doesn't mean it'll be a bad thing. But that's right. kind of where I'm hoping after two episodes.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to emphasize that us saying we weren't too happy with episode two. Doesn't mean that in the grand scheme of things, episode two isn't going to be important. Like we might find no. out the entire story and find out that episode two was super important and it matters a lot. And, it, and when you binge the show from beginning to end, now, you know, or you have a Monday morning quarterback hindsight kind of thing that it matters. And it was a good episode. But for now, mm. stopping at episode two, there was things that were a little disappointing Story-wise, seemingly villain of the week kind of stuff, but we'll see. I mean, it, again, it could be totally just a, it could just be something that once we get more of the story, it ends up being just fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I I remember after episode one, like you said, I was like, yeah, like I need to watch the next episode, see what happens. I think it's nice that after episode two, like we get a little bit of a breather. Yeah. And then we'll go yeah. into episode three.
1: I, just, I think they get it just right
0: another another drop style cuz I feel like Amazon is 3 episodes I know. and then continuous this is 2 episodes and then continuous Netflix obviously is all at once networks like HBO are all I mean once a week so just somehow we have a new streaming service and a new
1: drop <laughs> schedule for shows but that's kind of yeah. where we're at I'm wondering if MGM Plus does this with all their shows or if they did it on purpose because of the way this show is formatted, whether they think we needed two episodes to be in or if we needed that much of the story. Because yeah. there is, you know, there are certain things like, for example, Disney Plus showed us, I believe it was two. I be- yeah, I think it was two WandaVisions all at once. Oh, you're, you're and right, then yeah. you did it week to week. And that's not how they do every Disney Plus Marvel show. But they did it that way because me, Luke, and Paul, and whoever else was on the podcast, Brian, agreed that if we just watched one episode, knowing episode two is the next episode, we would have been like, we might be out on this show. But getting yeah. both episodes at once, knowing like you're kind of moving forward past the sitcom y stuff of it that you don't understand at first, you know, that was a way to, to hook you and then let you move forward. So maybe they're doing something specifically for here. From is a huge show for mgm plus um i don't know if you are familiar with it kyle but i'm not um i believe it's the partially the creators of lost or um writers maybe and it's a it's kind of like a horror slash thriller mystery show it's been pretty popular on tiktok and and youtube and i definitely want to give it a shot um i don't know if that was two episode drop and then one 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 or if it was just one one you know that's something that we'll have to find out but Otherwise, completely unfamiliar with MGM Plus's game. So,
0: yeah, this is my first exposure to them at all. So,
1: yeah. And for anyone listening, if you I mean, you're not going to be listening to this if you haven't watched the show. But just to let you know, it is on Amazon Prime. You just have to pay for it. Episode Mm -hmm. one is free on Amazon Prime right now. So if you're not an MGM plus subscriber, I don't know how you get MGM plus because, like, for example, my parents. They have like Comcast and they have the app on their TV and they can watch it. I don't know how you get the packages for that, you know, so certain packages may have it, may not. We got lucky enough to get the screener. So I don't even know <laughs> MGM plus I haven't done anything with it. I believe it's probably going to be one of those things where it's like $1.99 or $2.99 per episode. So depending on how much you like the show, you can do it that way or you can subscribe to MGM plus. The other thing I'm going to say before we end this episode is guys, if you're On our Beacon 23 feed and you're listening to this podcast and you like this episode, these two episodes, check out Silo. If you haven't checked out Silo, definitely go check out Silo on Apple TV. Another streaming service you're probably going to have to pay for. They're they're killing us with this. But Apple TV Plus has been dropping big shows. Severance, Ted Lasso, uh, Silo. There's a million shows on Apple TV Plus that have been killing it. So it's worth the pay. Check out Silo, another w- work from Hugh Howie. Check out our pod. Hey. We had a lot of fun with that one. Check out our our theory videos on YouTube. But yeah, Kyle, anything else you want to talk about with Beacon 23 before we end this episode?
0: No, no, honestly, honestly I think this conversation was fun. I think us being able to do this week to week is going to increase my enjoyment of the show. So Agreed. I'm just looking forward to, to having these weekly chats.
1: Yeah, me too, me too. I, I think that it's, An interesting show. We're talking about an MGM plus show. It hooked Lena Headey into it to be the main character. That means that she read this script and thought it was going to be a show that is worth her. And obviously, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you know she's worth a lot. So I'm interested in this show. I really, really liked the first episode as a pilot. I think episode two is still good enough to to keep me going to episode three and forward we're potting on no matter what we're not going to give up either way but (laughs) if i was a casual viewer i still would be watching so there's sky's the limit Mm -hmm. (laughs) blank slate here two episodes in we have a full season to talk about so if you like what you heard guys check us out benztown tv.com like i said in the intro we've covered so many shows over the past three and a half almost four years crazy I, i mean just with the with pitch towns where we talk about the pilots of shows we've covered, I think over a hundred TV shows. If you go on bingetowntv.com, you can see all the shows we've covered, whether it's entire seasons, just the, the, the pilot, most of them are entire seasons. You can search us on any of your favorite podcast apps, bingetown TV. We're starting to do separate feeds for most shows we cover just to broaden the horizons, get people to find us a little bit easier, more searchability. But if you want everything all in one spot, bingetown TV, Hit up our Discord. If you want to talk to us, I'm going to create the be- the Beacon23 thread on Discord right now. So if you have theories, if you want to talk about the episode, if you want to tell us we're stupid, if we're funny, if we're great, <laughs> if we if we got everything right, if we got everything wrong, we'll put the Discord link in the bio, uh, in the description for the podcast. Click on that. It's totally free. Jump on there and have some fun with us. Um, otherwise, we'll be back next week, guys. We, we have the screeners. We're going to do our best to get these out ASAP for you also twitter instagram tiktok we're we're all there so dm us anything you want to do we're there we always message back as long as we see it once again we are bingetown tv and thank you so much for listening you're listening to the geekscape network